if there were a ladder right here and I had to go up like four four steps, my heart would be like coming out my chest. So for a door to open to a plane, I just, I, I just passed out before we could even get started. <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Chris Colston here with Isaiah Tooks, Kimberly Lake, and Laria Reed, and we are Four Friends in a Book. So Four Friends in a Book is our monthly podcast series where we have a discussion centered around a book that we're reading together, and we meet here for any topics that may or may not relate to that book. So um, somewhat of a book club, book review mixed with just table talk amongst friends. So we're actually back for season two. So this is our debut episode for season two um, of our podcast. If you guys are new to the channel, please go back, check out season one, catch up with us so you can follow along with us. If you guys have been rocking with us for a while, we appreciate you guys joining today, uh, continuing supporting us, and uh, we just appreciate you guys. So we're going we're gonna to jump into it. We, season two, you know, we took a little time off for the holidays, took a little time, took a little break, you know, relaxed. Catch up on your naps, your sleep, eating good, all that good stuff. <laughs> so we uh we we jumping back into a highly anticipated book. You all know him, my boy Will Smith, with his memoir, self-titled Will. Um, I mean, we all know him from uh starting off with the Fresh Prince, you know, getting into acting, rapping, uh summertime, mm -hmm. classic kids, you know, men in black, all these different movies. Uh, we see him and Jada on the news everywhere. So we know about Will Smith, but he actually gives us a firsthand account with this book, mm -hmm. um, Will. And so this is our our kickoff book for for this year, uh 2022 and for season two of our podcast. So Let's uh let's let's jump into the discussion real quick. Let's uh let's get into it. So overall um impressions of the book. Like what do you think about this book? And we we're gonna come to Miss Miss Lake over here. We're gonna start with her. Kim, what were your thoughts about about this book? I'll say I really enjoyed this book. Now I didn't read it, I listened to it on Audible. Um, and I think it is one of the best books on Audible I've listened to. It's very like interactive. The way he like when he talks about growing up in church, you hear the choir in the background. He's talking about DJ De uh, Jazzy Jeff, like DJing. You hear the competition and the crowd cheering. So I think it, that part of the book was really immersive and like I really enjoyed hearing and listening him listening to him um, narrate the book. Also, I think it was a really great book because he was just so open and honest and. I mean, I I don't think he really left anything out. I mean, he talked about everything in the book. So I just really thought it was a really great memoir because that's what the memoir is about, like being open and honest about your life. I think the book reflected that. So I really enjoyed the book. It's good. Good, good. I said, I mean, what were your thoughts? I like I said, I know, man, you I think you were probably the first one to kind of you know get started on this book out of our crew. So what were your thoughts about about this book? Well, first, I was super excited when we chose this to be the first book for our season two. 
you know, overall, you know, Will is an incredible book. This book was, like Kim said, it was like basically well written. I actually read the book. You know, I learned about Will Smith's story for so long. You know, he strategically, you know, moved through life. And, you know, this book connected a lot of the dots that we didn't know about his life, you know, as his fans. And I feel that, you know, in his writing, he was thinking about how, you know, sharing his own struggles can help others. You know, you know, his his tone is a very conversational tone and he has the ability to be a storyteller because he is a, you know, actor. And so this book was more of a page turner. I mean, Turner, and then, you know, the other memoirs that, you know, that I read. And I just learned so much about his family, the experiences that shaped his him personality. And I just want to throw this out there, that this is basically one of my favorite memoirs. And you know how I feel about the other book that I have read. But it says a lot about, you know, the impact that this book has had on me. Okay, look, man, that, that's pretty big. You you put me at the top of the list. Really good book. Okay, okay. All right, Larry, what were your thoughts, overall impressions of, of this book, Will by Will Smith? <laughs> well, I feel like I'm just coming behind what everybody is saying, and I agree wholeheartedly with Kim and Isaiah because I absolutely loved it. From the first chapter to the last chapter, I was all in. I mean, and I listened to it on Audible as well, and I agree with Kim listening to the different, um, listening to his voice, first of all, Will Smith is an awesome storyteller. I, in my mind, I feel like every situation he talked about, every uh, childhood memory, every everything, I felt like I was there and I was listening and in my mind, I could see the row houses that he talked about and being on the street playing. And I, I mean, he was just so descriptive. It was amazing. I really enjoyed every chapter. There wasn't a part where I didn't want to listen. It was, you know, some books kind of go up and down. Mm -hmm. His book was really steady for me. Some points, of course, I was more interested in, but I really, really liked it. Um, really, 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 really. It's on the top of my memoirs as well. I really loved it. So I have no complaints. I think everybody should read this book because it lets you know a lot more about him because he is like one of the best actors ever. Um, and that didn't have to do with race. It's just period. I mean, he just is. And um, yeah, I loved it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I think you guys all bring up good points. So, you know, um, we've read, you know, the autobiography of, um, you know, Malcolm X, and we, we've looked at some other historical figures and just different accounts. Um, I think this memoir is kind of of our generation, so it, it really mm -hmm. kind of speaks to us. You know, we all know true. And Will Smith from the Fresh Prince. You know, we know him from his early rap career. We've seen him in, in all these movies, so it's really easy for us to really our generation <clears throat> connect with him um, because you know some you know something about him. But now you're getting this behind the scenes, and like Larry mentioned, he really does just kind of pull you in. Um, Great writer, great storyteller. Also, I listen on Audible as well. So him just narrating the book, um, throwing in sound bites and, and you know changing voices and inflections and throwing in you know some of his music as well, uh, which is a great experience. I, I definitely agree with you guys. I think this was a great pick for us to start this new year off. You know, season two also of our podcast. So if you guys that are watching right now, if you haven't already read or listened to this book. Uh, please go check it out. Um, pick it up. It's, it's a good, good listen, good read. And like I said, again, it's something that you could probably really relate to because 
like who don't know Will Smith? I mean, right. everybody know Will. So like you you have something to really connect to right. uh, with reading his story and then getting that that experience. So yeah. Um so even with that, you know, so I think we got four thumbs up from us, four friends in the book, but uh what were you guys, I guess. I guess favorite sections of the book or what in particular um, did you most identify with as you were either reading or listening to this story? Uh, what really kind of draws you in um, throughout the book? And, and Ozzy, I'm going to kind of start with you, brother. What, what were your, was it a particular moment or chapter or something that was said that really just uh, made an impression for you? The impression that was made for me was towards the end of the chapter. Um, he was having this conversation with his therapist and the therapist brought, brought up um, like he had like, that he was a, that she was able to identify two different personas that he actually had. And one was called the first one was Uncle Fluffy. Uncle Fluffy is just basically this nice guy, uh, which is a people pleaser, you know, wanted to avoid conflict, had charisma, could light up any room. And he felt that if he was nice enough and entertained people enough that he could win the approval for the people around him. And I identified with that as well, too, because sometimes I feel the same way as well. But then you have the second persona called the general. And the general does not care how you feel about them. The general basically wants to get the job done by any means necessary and doesn't seek the approval of people. And I felt that part resonated to me as well also. And, you know, as I um, grow up that I try to find a balance with trying to be the people pleaser and trying to do things on my own, but doing like the correct way. So that's what I identify with him. Like, you know, I struggle with being a people pleaser as well as to, well, I'm going to do it my way and it's my way of the highway. So I try to find that, you know, that equal balance. Yeah, that's good. And I, I think he does do a good job. Like I said, just hearing his story, and I think it's something we can all relate to. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of, you know, we, we read the book in season one, um, wholeness, and we kind of talk about this evolution. Yes. And even yes. some of the stuff with, uh, I mentioned earlier, we talked about Malcolm X and seeing his growth and his journey through life. So you see a lot of that similarities, even with Will kind of starting out with his childhood and even, you know, it's his current state of showing how he's, you know, mindsets and thought processes and how he's really, you know, put in work to kind of, evolve and heal and grow into a different person so yeah that's good right. <clears throat> right. Were, there, were there any particular um stories that you identify with um in, in particular with the book uh it were it was a lot <laughs> but one that i particularly really liked out of my entire book was his two friends um his manager um and jazzy jeff uh, because they were able to go with him all the way. And not only were they able to go with him, but he had a good enough friend to tell him the truth. He asked him, what's the goal? What are you trying to do? And, you know, this is a friend that he's known since he was a kid. So for him to be so intense with intent with trying to make sure that he became the biggest movie star ever and mm -hmm. to tell him, I believe it was one role that he was offered $10 million, but it wasn't going to set him up for what he really wanted to do. And his friend was his manager and he would have gotten a percentage of that money, but he told him, don't take it. That's not going to be where you're trying to go. And he had his best interest in heart and just knowing that he had good people surrounding him 
which I believe is the reason why he's where he is and how he was able to get there because he trusted him. But to have a friend like that, and I feel like I have friends like that. I feel like Kim would do me like that. She'd be like, no, I think that it would be better for you to do it this way. So it just reinforced what I've been thinking all along. You have to have good people surrounding you um, to be able to tell you the truth and to be able to assist you in whatever your goal is for your life. And I believe, you know, kind of like Oprah said, you can't be friends with people who want your life. And none of his friends wanted his life. Like Jazzy Jeff was a genius in his area. His friend who's his manager is a genius in his area. So they were all able to do their own things to be who they are. And so I believe that that was the key to his success. I know he had good work ethic. I know he had all those things. But I think that was the the one little piece. That was the golden nugget for his success. And I that's something that I love throughout the whole book with him talking about his friends. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, even in the book, you know, he mentioned, you know, JL is kind of in this managerial role and mm-hmm. you kind of imagine him and he's like, like, Will, what do you want? And it was right. hard for him to really <laughs> to figure it out. And he finally was able to kind of verbalize that he wanted to be the biggest, right. you know, movie star in the world. And mm-hmm. at that point, once it was said, you know, you got the goal, you got the vision and JL and then the, along with his crew, like helped him to really to work towards it and attain it. So right. that was good. Kim, did you have any uh, particular moments that uh, you identified with or just stuck out to you as you were listening or reading? For me, it's the dream. Like Will Smith is a dreamer. And anytime somebody is a dreamer, I connect with them because I'm a dreamer. And so he had the dream, of course, starting out with his rap career. Um, he stepped out and went after it, came very successful at it. And then as Loria mentioned, when his friend talked about, you know, the dream, the goal with his acting, and he set the goal to be the biggest in the world. And he did that. So for me, that let me know, you know, when you set a, you have a dream, of course, but you have to have the work behind it. Like, you know, faith that works is dead. So for him, he had the faith and the works for his dream and it happened. So that inspired me to know that, you know, I have a dream and I believe I have the work as well. So, you know, that inspired me to believe that I can achieve what I want to achieve as well. So I really connected with Will's stories when he was going after his dream and when he achieved his dreams. That's good. Yeah, for me, it was it was so many, I guess, kind of moments throughout the book. I mean, even the opening of the book, you know, Will and his brother, they, they kids, and his, his father has tasked them to build his wall. And right. they looking like, oh, man, it's going to be an impossible task. We ain't never going to be able to finish this. And, like, even the lesson learned in that where they spending their summers, their weekends after school, like, working on this wall to build it up, thinking that it's, it's, a, thinking that it's an impossible task but, and actually finally finishing it. And on the, and the lesson that their father was really trying to convey was, hey, you know, don't ever say you can't do anything. Like, you know, you handle it one brick at a time and mm-hmm. eventually you will get there. And you see that work ethic, you know, really kind of unfold throughout his career um, and how he really just navigated life um, and just really was able to pivot, you know, whether it was from his rap career, you know, to acting um, and even getting back into music, also into the family life as well. So just several several you know good points that i think we can all kind of relate to throughout the book um and even those that are watching right now if you're on facebook or youtube like put in the comments like tell us what are your favorite moments 
um, within the mm-hmm. book? What did you identify with the most? Like, what was good um, that really resonated with you? We would love to hear that, hear, hear your feed, feedback and comments on that as well. So, all right. So, look, we give my boy a lot of praise, but you know we got to do it. Like, we we talk about all this stuff we enjoyed about the book. Oh, is this the greatest book, you know, ever, greatest <laughs> memoir? Is it really that great? Like, is there... Was there anything in the book that you just didn't really like? You like will say this, and I just like nah, I can't rock with that. I'm like nah, will I? I, I really can't vibe with that. Was there any point where it was about um, life, um, relationships, purpose? You know, we we didn't hear about Will and Jada and these entanglements. Like, I mean, he didn't really get too far into that, but. Um, was there anything in the book that you kind of just did, didn't really agree with or disagree with um, that he kind of covered? Were there any points um, or areas like that in the book for you, Laria? You wanna you wanna take? I it know. Up? I mean, I didn't want to just jump out there. Um, it was like two things. Well, relationship. That's that's one of the things. I think that he has a, I don't want to say it's a wrong view, but I don't feel that it's, um, how should I say that? Look, I'm trying to say this in a nice way. Let me just just say it. But I don't, he was just like, you know, I'm not responsible for her happiness. And I think that they went into a marriage with the wrong intent from the beginning, because I don't think you should be responsible for anybody's happiness. You know, it's like that's a result of you being who you are. I am going to be happy, but I'm not going to be happy with you on every situation. But um, anyway, I I just the way that he thinks about relationships, it just sounds like they're just supposed to be together because they said they're going to stay together as a married couple. But I don't know what that looks like in the long term, because it's like, so we just going to be together just to be together and do what we do, you know. I don't, he didn't go into depth about it, but, you know, and it was one other thing that I really did not like, um, the birthday party that he did for Jada, and he talked about everything that he had done for her, and she was just like, this is the most narcissistic thing, and I'm like, I don't know how, maybe because I wasn't in that situation, but the thought that he put into the birthday party, and all the things that she made all, him cancel everything for all of those people who had come, to me, that was a very selfish thing. <laughs> so it was just like I, I really wasn't feeling that part. That I was, I'm sitting there like, what? So wait a minute, this man did all of this stuff. It's supposed to be this whole weekend for you. And after he finishes the first night, the next day you're like, cancel it all. I don't want it. And I'm thinking, all these people came to celebrate you for your birthday, and you're saying it's very narcissistic because it's more about him than you. But it was about you. He just does things in a big way. And I just, I just, I, I don't like the way they think when it comes to relationships. I feel like that's rich people problems. Because if any man does anything like that for any of, you know, any woman I know, we'd be like, you know, I just, I, I'm still struggling with that. Like, what was that all about? You know, so. So yeah. you were kind of you were kind of in agreement with with Will in that area. So you was basically yeah. not, not. So we need to, we need to get you on the red table with with Jada, and so y'all can <laughs> y'all can sort that out. You know, what you what you talking about? You don't like grandiose. I mean, and I understand everybody because you know 
it's okay for some people to like, but if somebody's showing you how much they love you, it's going to be the way they think. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't like, I didn't like that. I felt like it was very selfish because I'm thinking about if I was a guest at her wet, her uh, party and I didn't take it off and I'm there to, you know, celebrate her and then I just get a call like, oh, everything's canceled. Everything's done. She don't want to do no more. What? Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't even know what he planned. That was the other thing. He was like, but I've got, and she was like, no, I don't even want to hear it. I'm going home. I don't want to do this. And I was just like, what? You know, it was just, it was crazy. I don't know. Their relationship to me is just really weird. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Isaiah, did you have a moment or was there anything um, that Will kind of touched on that you may not have been in agreement with? Like I said, whether that was um, just life, purpose, relationships, or anything that, like I said, we've been giving these high praises, but you know, was there anything that he was like, uh, I don't know about that one, Will. Did you have a moment like that? <sighs> I kind of had a moment. You know, I don't like to talk about well, you know, we're one of my favorite actors. So, you know, it's it's hard for me to criticize, but the relationship that he had with his ex-wife wasn't, I wouldn't say traditional, but it was it it seems wasn't real to me. Like, you know, the she was always there with their family, but they call all each other family and you know. They came, they spent Christmases together and, you know, the conversation that they still went back and forth regarding, you know, trying to get custody of, I guess, his oldest son, Trey. It was like a lot of back and forth that he still, I don't know whether or not in his speech did he still have feelings for this lady. Like, you like real say, like the relationship part. It was weird. Like he checked the boxes on the actor and he comedian. He can write and he can do this, but it's for like the relationship part. Like, yeah, it was weird reading that part of it. Like, do you still like this lady? Is she still always around? Is she still coming over for Christmas? And this lady still this lady is married to another man. So I'm like, I I I didn't see. I didn't, I was missing a part. Like if if if. Just say, if I'm married to Will Smith's ex-wife, we're not at the Smith house every single weekend and every single holiday. Like, it, it didn't seem normal to me. But I guess it's their normal. So I had to look at it in his eyes. So it, that's, that's the only thing that weirded me out with that relationship that he still had with his ex-wife. Like, they still was combative in some parts of the book and the way that he spoke with her. So, you know, that's the only thing that, you know, that didn't resonate with me. So, yeah. I understand that, you know, and even as of late, you know, that's kind of been one of the things that's been kind of contentious, I guess, areas of, you know, this whole Will and Jada thing, you know, is how their relationship is, how it has evolved, you know, the August Alcina things or the entanglements, even, you know, what they're being in a open marriage, open relationship, whatever that may be. So I, I think that is a piece that probably you know, the, the average person, you know, may not be able to relate to or understand. So I, I can definitely understand that. And even, you know, us as all being fans of, of Will and Jada, it, it has kind of, I think even now, like people like, I, look, we don't want to hear no more. Like just, yeah, stop. Man. No, <laughs> no more interviews. Yeah. No more. Right, none. No more interviews. Yeah. Kim, did you have a did you have a moment like that where just it was something that Will said or even within the book you're just like nah, I I just can't rock I can't rock with that. 
it was more so okay i love the book but will himself was like it's very exhausting like like <laughs> he, like drive and everything mm-hmm. and i know now that he's like on his road to like healing and wholeness and all that but mm-hmm. i think the same perfectionist and competitiveness he had before in another way he kind of puts that in his journey towards healing so he does like a lot and like for like say those ceremonies i forgot what what the drug is called that you you hallucinated oh, you, all that stuff yeah. like, yeah. he did like 14 <laughs> ceremonies like he it's like he still has that drive to be the best even on his road to healing and it was just a little bit exhausting for me so that's just the area i'm just like okay okay you know for me it was a little much yeah so and that's that's the one thing i can do as we you know read or listen to the book you kind of see the evolution of him you know mm-hmm. he was really focused about his goals and achieving this this fantasy or this dream life that he that he envisioned you know even as a child so you know wanting to be you know, a big movie star, like wanting to have this picture perfect family, you know, wanting to have this this ranch where everyone can live and we can all just, you know, live and be happy together. Um and everything he put into trying to obtain that and now kind of seeing that evolve a little bit and realizing that he may have, you know, taken the wrong approach as far as trying to get that. Um so yeah, I I, I can see that. For me, I guess it was and I'm asking this question to y'all. So one of the things in the book was about how how uh, Will introduced Jada to his grandmother. So, you know, basically. Yeah, that was messed up. Yeah. So and I thought that was I thought that was messed up too. Will was like, oh, it was funny. But so Will times Jason's lyric like perfectly. Um, you know, of course, Jada's in that movie. And you know his his grandmother is is there visiting, and it's about to be her introduction to Jada. But he times the movie the movie perfectly. So as Jada is walking in, his grandmother is watching her sex scene like on TV, and he thought that was like the funniest thing ever. And I was like, yeah, bro, that that ain't how you, <laughs> you introduce your woman to your to your granny. That was, that was a, a bit much. Not what do you guys thought? Did y'all think that was funny or? No. That wasn't funny. Yeah, I was just sorry. I probably would have never talked to him again after that. Like we wouldn't have been together no more. <laughs> been like what? Like nope. Yeah, so it was, it was a few of those moments where you can kind of tell where he got a little twisted humor, or like he just had a different yeah. perspective. Where I think he may not be as connected with the people around him, but I I don't think it's necessarily malicious. I just think he just, for him in his head, you know, these things are are, are one way and just, you know, he, he views them differently. But um, I, I do think, he, I, I think he has that personality where he is kind of, you know, about trying to achieve and overachieve. And, and mm-hmm. at times, I think that could be to a fault. Um, but it, like I said, as, as you read the book, you kind of see his evolution, his journey, uh, his growth. And I think even now he's, you know, kind of pulling some of that back, you know, even in the expectations he had, he mentioned um, with Willow, you know, wanting to put her on this tour and then she's like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. And like he, you can tell he wanted her to be this, this star, um, but he had to realize that he had to be concerned about her feelings and what she wanted and not 
only what he wanted. And so um, I think moments like that where um, we're kind of opening, like I said, again, I think he now sees, and of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So he, he's kind of kind of made that connection after the fact. But uh, yeah, I mean, a good book again. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, hearing all the stories that were uh, conveyed. I mean, even hearing about him writing summertime like in the airport. Like he literally wrote the wrote the album mm-hmm. in the airport. Um, just great stories, things that we all can connect with. Um, great book. So again, if you guys haven't already checked it out, go pick it up. Um, it's a good read to start the year off. Um, and we hope and we hope you guys have already reading with us as well. So again, as always, we want to do have you guys read with us and join in on this conversation. So let's uh let's switch gears a little bit. So you know, season two took a little break. Enjoyed the holidays. Enjoy some time, you know, away. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's catch up a little bit. So, how y'all doing? Y'all, y'all good? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, how was your holidays? First of all, like, we're going to connect with our people. How was your holidays? Did you guys do anything special? I mean, I know we're still in kind of pandemic times. Um, but how was your holidays? Just even taking a break. Did you guys do any reading while we were away? Um, what did you do? I know we had some birthdays. We had some birthdays. You know, we all kind of, kind of uh, winter, winter babies around here. Winter so, babies. Uh, yeah, all of us. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, I think. I think somebody did some kind of, kind of fantabulous. They might want to discuss. Uh, but yeah, how was your holiday break? How was your time away? Did you guys do any reading? Anything you want to? Tell our viewing audience or listening audience. I'm here, but more up because I know he got something to say. Isaiah, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> well, my holiday break was, you know, much needed, and as Chris said, sometimes we need to get that time away to actually, you know, get refreshed, rejuvenated, and get started for the new year. But not only did we, I celebrate a holiday, but I also celebrated my birthday. So one of the things I do on my birthday was I actually went Scott. And this was a crazy day for me. It was so many moving factors that I had to even bring my laptop with me because I had I had work to to do. So just imagine me being um, connected to a hornet, sitting at a skydiving facility at a table trying to do work on a laptop. But but when it was time for me to actually do my tandem jump with my instructor, you know, they actually go over the bases with you, and then you know you head to the airplane. You know, on the ride up, you know, I was just somewhat calm. I could still feel my heartbeat coming through my chest because, you know, as you go over, it's time at that point then. But, you know, it really did not even hit for me until that actual door went came open. And I don't know about you all, but I have never been in an airplane that the door has (laughs) opened up for me. So when it was time to go, so when it was time to go, it's not nothing like the movie. It's no one, two, three drum. When you get to the end, you are just basically pushed out there into the open. Um, but, you know, and they do that, but so you won't grab hold onto anything. So you won't, you know, potentially injure yourself. But, you know, jumping 14,000 feet into from the sky was nothing shorter than amazing. It was basically one of the best experience that I ever could have imagined. And I was basically trying to soak up the moment, trying to soak up the scenery. And I think, Chris, even for you, you shared with me that once you skydive, 
from the air. It is nothing else to fear. You are basically out there in the open, like you are, and you are one with nature. Like it is the best thing. It is basically nothing to fear. I was so pumped when my feet hit the ground. But you know, it was true little blessing that I was able to do it and you know, actually enjoy myself. And you know, even I got this quote even from you know Will Smith books, like, which is so true that you know it's the best things in life is on the other side of fear, and that is just basically so true. That's good, brother. Look, I, I was looking at Loria the whole time. You know, we've been messing with her. So look, first of all, welcome to, to Team Skydive. He's coming on the too right here, but you know, Kim can do it. She can go. I think Kim will do it. But Loria <laughs> Reed is not. Look, let me tell y'all something. If I if I go skydiving, I think I would pass out in the air. And I would pee on myself <laughs> amongst other things. I am, when I tell y'all, I couldn't get on a ladder. If there were a ladder right here and I had to go up like four four steps, my heart would be like coming out my chest. So for a door to open to a plane, I just, I'd be passed out before we could even get started. <laughs> I'm scary. I, I'm scared of height. that height stage. Is. We we gonna we gonna work on you. You know, like 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 I did mention, like we mentioned, some of the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Once you once you cross that, come on over. Eyes just wide open now. Like just, <laughs> I'll let y'all tell me about it. <laughs> Well, look, the reason you're I, the I think that's awesome. I, but see, I want to get my pilot's license. I would like to fly a plane, but I don't want to jump out of one. So I think that that would that count a lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look, we can take that. That's that's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, the reasons you already kind of talking to Cavano. How was your holiday? Um, any? How was your break? How's, how's things been? You know, we're catching up with it with the four friends to let the people know what's going on with us. Oh, okay. <laughs> ain't nothing happening. Look, ain't nothing going on over here. <laughs> no, nah, I did a lot of resting. We didn't go anywhere. We normally go to Florida every year. Um, but COVID started jumping and popping pretty heavily. <laughs> so we decided as a family to kind of just stay in our little quarters and we'll catch back up in 2023. But, um, it was very restful, kicked off a new ministry. Uh, the 1st of January, IamRooted.org. You can go and visit there for women's uh, small group Bible studies. Okay. So that's what I worked on a lot throughout the break. So I guess I did do something. <laughs> got that, we got that going. And um, if you wanna check out any of that, you can go to our website. Everything is there. I'm excited about it. Our registration has been good. Everything has been amazing. And I'm excited about that new venture. So, yeah, if you're female, check it out. That's good. That's good. Oh, so, yeah, that's definitely true. go support support uh, Miss Loretta Reed <laughs> and her ventures, you know, outside of Four Friends in the Book. As my boy, I always call her. She was a media mogul, entrepreneur, <laughs> all these things. So, that I'm like, but I appreciate y'all support. Y'all always four friends always supports, and I really appreciate that. That's what we're talking about with Will. Gotta have good people around you. Y'all are great people to be around in anything you guys do. We always support each other in what we do. So thank you. Yeah, that's good. All right, Miss Lake. So what's been going on with you? 
holidays, how was the rest, you enjoyed it? What was, tell yes, us about it. I had a great break. Um, my break was filled with lots of rest. I love all things holidays. So like Thanksgiving, especially mm -hmm. Christmas is the best holiday. It's 11 months away. It's almost here again. So right. Christmas, spending time with family. So we went to Florida. We went to Orlando. Um, okay. We're safe. COVID safe. Took COVID tests and all this stuff. But we had a great time down there. So it was a great, uh, it's great for me to relax. I didn't do any reading. I just, I just really chilled out. Christmas movies, New Year's, Hallmark, all that, Lifetime. That was me this holiday season. So I'm ready to go this new year and um, I'm excited to see what's ahead. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just kind of you know, chilled as well. So uh, I celebrated the birthday um, shortly after Thanksgiving. So, and also um, just went home with my parents, uh, my sister, my niece, and my nephew. Um, so I had to spend Christmas with them this year. Uh, Due to COVID last year, we we didn't have a chance to spend Christmas together. So that was my actually my first time in my life, like not being with my family for Christmas. So that was hard. So I was really excited to actually had the opportunity this year to, you know, be with my family and we just relaxed, just stayed in the house. I played with my niece and nephew, ate, got fat, I listened to a few books. <laughs> Um, so now I'm, I'm I'm back, you know, New Year. I'm back in the gym. So we trying to make it happen or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was good. So um, like I said, just kind of relaxing, clearing your mind, preparing yourself for the next year. Um, mm -hmm. And so yeah, we here now, season two, of Four Friends in the Book podcast. Mm -hmm. If you're new to the to the Four Friends crew, you might not be familiar, but we got this segment that we always have, which we call the rant. So it's a time period where we have a discussion uninterrupted. Well, not even a discussion. We just let somebody speak from the heart. <laughs> uninterrupted. We're not debating. We're not contesting it. Um, just whatever it may be, whatever on your mind, on your heart. Um, and we got none other than Mr. Rant Man. He back. Season two. I know he coming hard. I know he coming stronger. Again, we never know what we getting. So my brother Isaiah back. Premier rant for season two. We just have a wheel. What you got for us, brother? Starting starting now. Go. So millions watch wide receiver Antonio Brown of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a meltdown on the field. Come on, folks. AB has a problem that needs to be addressed. Wherever A.B. goes, he blames everyone except for himself. He is always the victim of his own and his own worst enemy. Tampa Bay actually took a chance on him when no other team in the NFL would. And every team that gave him an opportunity knew that he would explode at any moment. And A.B. got all these opportunities because he is a great football player. He's one of the best. And I understand that, you know, because of this is A.B. and the reputation, you know, that he has speaks for itself. But, you know, this still needs to be investigated, you know, into his health or why, what made him trigger to actually walk off the field. And A.B. did not just handle this situation correctly. You know, he never should have stormed off of the field and actually taken shots at his team. But this story sounds more like, you know, it was more from the, you know, the start. 
but many discounted, you know, his truth and went straight to the CTE of his brain. Does he have it? He may. Let's face it, life is not fair. And what makes a man special is how he handles the situation, even if, you know, things that gave him to him, you know, unfair in his life. And I think that we can all learn something, you know, from watching this situation that instead of just placing judgment on him, let's just give him a little more grace. And that's that on that. We all have to kind of be accountable for our actions. And we also need to make sure we're getting the, the help and the support that we need, um, you know, whether it's from friends, family, coworkers, teammates, whatever it may be. So, yeah, good word, brother. Good word. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, so four friends in the book podcast just wrapped up Will Smith's memoir, Will. And so, you know, we, we read books every month. And again, we want you guys to follow with us. We want you guys to join in and read along with us. So even with that, Isaiah, tell them about the book we have coming up for next month. Hey, guys, before we let you go, we want you to join us in our next episode as we discuss Deacon King Kong by James McBride. This book is a New York Times bestseller and it has made, you know, multiple lists like Oprah's Book Club and one of President Barack Obama's favorites book. And now it's on the radar for Four Friends in a Book and you don't want to miss it. Loria, when can they tune in? You guys can watch us every third Thursday of the month at 7 p.m. And we're on all social media. I'll, I'll let them tell you all of that. But mark your calendars, third Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? And you can find Four Friends in a Book on Instagram and Facebook. So like and follow our pages. And let us know how you're enjoying the show and interact with us on there. Thank you, guys. And as always, we appreciate you guys joining and supporting this Uh Be on the lookout. We got, some, we got some new things coming for season two. You know, we got some, we might even... Got some new some new content we might be putting out so again follow us on all of our social media platforms uh on all the podcasting services uh, and again if you guys have any uh, inputs comments feedback uh, just, uh, hit us up we, we want to hear from you guys and as always let's continue to read let's learn let's grow let's have a discussion here on four friends in the book thank you